Our City Radio. You're tuned into The Breakfast Show on Our City Radio on 102.9, 105.2 and 87.8 FM. And my next guest is dietitian Diana Reed. Uh, Diana recently launched a series of online support groups for English-speaking teens that are dealing with issues related to eating disorders. Um, hello, Diana. Good morning. Um, welcome on the show. Thank you. Could you tell us about your work as a dietitian and uh, why you've started these online support groups? You bet. Um, as a dietitian in the past, one of my main specialties was dealing with a lot of gut health issues. But during the pandemic and since then, I've had a really steady increase in the number of typically adolescents who are dealing with eating disorders such as anorexia, bulimia, binge eating disorder, or what we might call disordered eating, which is doesn't quite meet the diagnostic criteria for an eating disorder, but still is affecting somebody's mental and physical health. Um, as far as I know, eating disorders can take very many different forms. Yep. I mean, what, are, what are the different types of eating disorder? Yeah, well, the main ones probably would be, as I said, anorexia, bulimia, and binge eating disorder. There are a few other kind of variations and, and flavors on those. Um, binge eating disorder is probably the most predominant, followed by bulimia, followed by anorexia. But if we looked at kind of the physical and emotional and mental consequences of the eating disorders, I would actually stack rank them completely the opposite. Anorexia being one of the ones that really ravages a body and can be the most stubborn to recover from, um, followed by bulimia and binge eating disorder. And how common are eating disorders in young people these days? Oh, increasingly more common during and after the pandemic. I brought a few stats here. Um, we saw that the global predominance of eating disorders has more than doubled since the year 2000. Um, and currently, about 13% of all adolescents will develop an eating disorder by age 20. But what we also saw during the pandemic is that hospital admissions for eating disorders increased by 48% during the pandemic con compared to pre-pandemic timeframes. And then studies also showed that significant increases in eating disorders of all types and all symptoms during the pandemic. So I think we had a confluence of a lot of stress and uncertainty and isolation and kids being stuck at home with families. Um, and so a lot of different things kind of pushed eating disorders to the forefront of, of mental health discussion and treatment. And what are the reasons usually why a eating disorder, I'm sure it's quite different by per yeah. person by person, but what are some of the reasons why an eating disorder might manifest in a young person? Yeah, there's a lot of different factors that we don't entirely know because it'll really depend on the person. Genetics actually do play a significant role in mm. eating disorders, but just having the genes for something doesn't mean that those genes will be expressed. So there are genetic pieces, but then there are certainly environmental pieces that can trigger the genetic pieces. So we might see things like uh, social media playing a role. Um, to be honest, dieting is one of the biggest predictors of an eating disorder. Not everybody that goes on a diet will obviously get an eating disorder, but it is true that for those that are genetically predisposed, the idea of dieting, because when one loses significant amount of weight, that can trigger a lot of other things mentally, emotionally, et cetera. 
Um, so, go ahead. No, sorry. I was just going to ask. I mean, what are the what are the signs to look for to, mm-hmm. it, to, that will let you know that somebody might be developing an eating disorder? Yeah, I think you know when I when I talk to parents, I always let them know that they should trust their gut because if you you know when it comes to adolescence, if you notice a change just in eating habits, eating preferences, being really picky, wanting to only eat quote unquote healthy foods. Uh, we might notice things like needing to leave the table to go to the restroom, you know, in the middle of a meal or right after, which could be a sign of purging. We might notice unexpected weight loss, um, significant social isolation or depression or anxiety, really weird eating habits at the table, like cutting up things in little pieces, moving things around. Um, so just any kind of behavior or physical sign that to, you know, a parent or a school person or a counselor, et cetera, feels really different in in the, the kiddo that's, you know, kind of in front of them, that could be a sign. And I think it's really important to take notice of those. You're starting these online um, group sessions. Mm-hmm. Are these sessions going to be open to young people with all types of eating disorders? Yeah, absolutely. Well, all the eating disorders do share some factors, certainly they differ, but I think the, the most important piece that they share is eating disorders as mental health disorders are also often stigmatized. People feel very isolated. They tend to kind of hide what's happening to them. And so for Kate Sweeney and myself, a dietitian out of Germany who I'm collaborating with, the idea is to really bring together kids that are going through this same process of struggling with their eating and struggling with their emotions or coping strategies and just kind of the, the life of being an adolescent. So I guess um, these these sessions hopefully will make these young people realize that they're not alone in their struggles and that other people are going through similar things. Yeah, that is definitely one of the main things because a lot of the treatment strategies for eating disorders tend to be very one-on-one. Um, so it'll be, you know, a kiddo, a teen with their medical team, or maybe there's some family therapy. But there's a lot of kind of isolation where kids are afraid to tell their friends what's happening. Families are afraid to tell other family members. And so, you know, having a safe space for these kids to share, you know, what their fears are. Because there's a lot of also really distressing thoughts with eating disorders that can feel sort of out there. And I think a lot of teens are a bit afraid of sharing those with people that wouldn't understand. So the idea here is, you know, there's no, there's nothing that's off limits. There's no thoughts or actions or behaviors that are, you know, too problematic to discuss in this particular setting. Um, What kind of subjects are you going to be talking about in these sessions, if you don't mind me asking? No, not at all. Um, There's a lot of... There's a lot of challenges when somebody has an eating disorder of actually eating with somebody else. So, in fact, one of the things we may do is have everybody bring a snack and kind of practice eating together. We'll talk about, you know, what does the process of eating disorder recovery look like? It's not the same for everyone, but there are some similar kind of plateaus, peaks, and valleys. And we'll talk about just kind of the concept of body image, because for a lot of teens, as they go through puberty and adolescence, there's big changes to the body that feel a little bit scary. And so kind of normalizing those and talking through some of those issues are some of the key things that we'll we'll start with. Okay. And when are these sessions taking place? Yeah. So they actually start next week on Wednesday. 
Um, they're going to be every Wednesday for the next six weeks. And then we're also going to do another round of these groups uh, probably in September or October. So if somebody can't participate this time, we're happy to have people reach out to me. Um, and we've got a little waiting list going, and so we can create some space for a future group as okay. well. So you're still taking registrations for the sessions? Yeah, absolutely. We've still got a couple spaces. So um, um, where can people find out more information about them? Yeah, on my website. Um, so I am at theglobaldietitian.com, and I'll spell dietitian because it's the English, the American version versus the British version. So that is D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N, it's theglobaldietitian.com. And then also I'm on social media uh, at the Global RD. Okay, excellent. Diana, thank you very much for coming in to talk to me about that. Thank you for having me. It was great to meet you this morning. Yep, and you've been my last guest on the show, so thank you for thank doing you. that Thank you. It's well. a great honor, Tom. <laughs> Lovely to talk to you. You too.